0: Hi, and welcome back to another edition of Hobby News Daily Hot Corner. I am joined by Slapstock's Aaron Nowak. How are you doing today, Aaron? Good. How about you? Thanks for having me, Danny. I'm pumped. Absolutely. Um, I know you're a sports fan, so the hot corner, if you score in baseball, is position five on the scoring, which means we get five questions on the hot corner today. Um, I have not prepared you in any way at all. Um, are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's start off with an easy one. One card that just makes you smile. Ooh, that's
1: a great one. Uh, I got to go with the uh, Hank Aaron 1954 Tops rookie. Um, You know, I'm a modern collector. Mostly, I'd say 99% of my collection is modern. But that's the card where when I was young, 10 years old, go to a card show, saw it. I always wanted it. Finally got it in uh, 2019 at the National. I got a PSA 3. Now I crossed it to an SGC 3, but I love the card and. One that will never leave my collection, that's for sure. That's awesome. One of my good friends literally
0: just got one. I love that card. So beautiful. Um, I will say just uh, as a separate note, I just did a card show, and the 90 score Bo Jackson with the uh, shoulder pads and the bat over the shoulder um, got more of a reaction than I think any card in any of my cases. So, that, that card is really awesome. I was about to say, guys of a certain uh, and generation, uh, respect that. Um, okay, NBA referee Tim Donaghy, did he act alone? Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, no, you know, I, I watched the documentary. I don't know, man, that that stuff's so sketchy. I, I think it's crazy how, I, you know, I've been an NBA fan, Probably since like 2008, right when I moved to Minnesota for 10 years, I started to watch the, I mean, okay. I watched the Bucks when I was younger, living in Milwaukee. And I'm a huge Bucks fan today, but I started to go to a couple of games that was so cheap when they're terrible to watch them play. Cause I just started to play basketball. And like, I never heard of this up until the documentary really released And Maybe that's just bad on me and I ain't research enough, but like they really swept this thing under the rug. Like yeah. if, if, if there wasn't that big of a deal with it, why didn't no one know about it until it's you know big documentary. So I don't know, man, that's just crazy stuff. And uh, I'm sure random things like that maybe still happen today. You never know.
0: I think it's absolutely crazy. And I th- I think after watching the documentary that, that uh, he was not the only one, but uh, one, one of the crazy things in the history of the NBA. Definitely, okay. definitely. If you have to compete and represent your country, so you have the entire United States on your shoulders at the Olympics, you have to choose between four sports, foosball, darts cornhole or skee ball with the pressure of the country behind you which one are you pulling through
1: um well if it was the iMessage games and the iPhone it'd be darts because I'm unreal at that but it's not no <laughs> uh, no um cor- cornhole for sure uh, I play that the most in my life we've got custom-made boards with uh Bucky Badger on it I think it's a gift for my dad one one father's day or birthday or something like that I play a lot of cornhole darts would probably come second i'm not great at at foosball or or ski ball um i would utterly uh let everyone down so cornhole is my best shot but um darts would be you know close distance second
0: i think cornhole is one of those sports you either have an on day or an off day that is true <laughs> when, when you're locked in that hole seems giant um, and, and, and when you're off, you can't even get it, get it on, on at all. And I'm hitting grass all day.
1: <laughs> I agree with you. I learned a lot from my uh, roommate and his dad though. They're like pretty pro with it. They got some of the really professional bags and I got them for my dad really? and we started to start to throw them and stuff. You know, I, I have gotten it down. I haven't played for a bit now. So I think right now I, I would not do too well, but uh, if I, once you know, summer is here now, I'll start playing again this summer and uh, I'll be ready to go. Uh, by the next Olympics.
0: I got to ask, are you a shoot low and slide up theory guy?
1: You know, I think a lot of like that is, I think the best way to, to, to add points and still give yourself, you know, a chance at the hole. So I'd say yes, but I mean, there's nothing better than just straight in the hole. I mean, it's just very satisfying.
0: You're, re- you're representing our country. So I need to know these things. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I'm going for the
1: win and I need to get as many points as possible, like the, yeah, the slide method is, is, is great.
0: One athlete that you would be completely intimidated to meet, either physically or just because you love them so much.
1: Oh man. I mean, I think it'd be Giannis. I mean, I'm from Milwaukee, I live here right now, and I know sometimes he's roaming the streets, uh, downtown and Nice like nobody'll
0: notice Giannis just chilling.
1: No, exactly. Like I, I think I'd be really excited and and but uh at the same time I'd be like way too fanboyish and uh, would maybe uh you know stutter through my words saying hi and forget to ask him how his day's going or something like that. But he's he's also huge, so intimidated physically too. I mean I'm pretty tall, I'm like six four, but he would still, you know, tower over me and way stronger.
0: I I was about to say for for those people on the podcast, you'd still be looking up to him.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. it does doesn't matter. Um, you know, and then I feel like me, like Shaq, from like a physical standpoint, would probably be one of the most intimidating. Like this guy is literally just huge. And like you shake his hand, his hand probably could like
0: encapsulate your entire hand. It's just, that guy's massive. Um, I think I, off the field, um, I, I would be intimidated. I think meeting, you know, some hall of famers and, and some legends, maybe a Willie Mays um on the field i never want to be anywhere near a ray lewis tackle like like i would i would be the guy running off the field I like think just through the tunnel right onto the, right into my car right home
1: yeah. i think that's like uh break your entire body type of situation there if he tackled you <laughs> well ask any
0: george i think he would agree um so um i was just yeah. gonna
1: say shack on chris dudley uh, i would uh, not want to guard Shaq in the post after that, I literally feel like I just get embarrassed at any, any moment he'd uh
0: have. <laughs> we had a great conversation the other day. If Victor uh, Wembanyama Yama had to play against Shaq, do you it would be at, interesting? Because like I've been talk talking a lot, and like,
1: yeah, I'm waiting to see what happens with Wembanyama. I think that the talent's obviously unreal for that size, the handles, the shooting, but like, I still am waiting to see what happens when he goes up against Embiid or goes up against someone else.
0: And I don't think he's that different from a healthy Christoph Porzingis. That's uh, someone brought that up in our stream
1: the other night. Actually, last night, So you know, we were, we were talking about big guys that like don't have a huge frame. Obviously, we have to see what Chet does, but like from guys that have been here recently, Christoph's is probably the closest comparison from like playing the perimeter, really tall, lanky type of deal
0: yeah it'll, it'll be interesting because uh, i i think you guys said it it'll, a little muscle or steven adams is gonna knock him into the third row <laughs>
1: yeah steven adams was the other person that was brought up too for who would have to you yeah. know defend him or go against him so we'll see what happens here
0: um okay cartoons or superheroes to make your nba starting five like i have to pick five of them right yeah five f- f- cartoons or superheroes that you, you'd make your uh, five out of
1: oh okay um well, I would have SpongeBob running the point. Uh, no doubt about it. Spongy's got to run the point. That guy, he'd uh, he'd be a facilitator. I love SpongeBob though. It's, I grew up watching SpongeBob all the time, so I can't uh, not have him there. Spider-Man has got to be the shooting guard. Uh, really can't have any other way there. Um, I feel like I, I'd take like Iron Man at at small forward. You know, seems to be the the leader of uh, of the pack sometimes, and I feel like you, you put him in like the point forward position with with like what LeBron does um from like a pure uh pure domination and and size standpoint um i don't know if this counts as a superhero but it's definitely not real let's put godzilla at center <laughs> just...
0: or megatron
1: or megatron one, one of the one of those two yeah. will we'll do um i'm trying to think of a cartoon that can fill up my uh, po- oh i know who um crimson chin from the uh from the uh fairy odd parents okay you, you ever see this guy
0: I, the, I know who the, the look is, it's yeah. For the, pod, chin. for the podcast, give the description.
1: Basically, this guy is, like, just crimson, as it says. He's red suit. He's got, I think it's, like, either a mask or, like, black eyes and a massive red chin, just yes. huge. Like, literally sticking out, like, 10 feet. No, not 10 feet, but like a couple feet. Uh, so, I don't know why it popped in my head, but him or, him or Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that would be funny,
0: too. Well, the chin, I figure, gives you separation for a shot.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. You know, he can space the floor. He can get in the lane, get aggressive. He's got it. All right. And that's five questions. You're off the hot corner. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Danny.
0: No, thank you. And I, I hope it wasn't too hot. And I appreciate you joining me. I'll see you in 10 seconds. To everybody else, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next week on the Hobby News Daily Hot Corner.